As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Just Glow With It podcast, a lifestyle and personal development podcast inspiring women to glow up and create the life of their wildest dreams. I'm Jasmine, podcast host, certified life coach, and your go-to glow girl for all things living an aligned life of abundance, beauty, and luxury. Just Glow With It is for the modern woman who is here to do the real work, make mindset shifts, and are also down for happy hour with the girls. We're combining the metaphysical and material world in order to create our most aligned, high vibe, and abundant lives. If you're ready to tap into your glowness, uncover your divine purpose, and live a fabulous luxe life, then keep on listening. As always, remember to just glow with it. Hey besties, welcome back to another episode here on Just Glow With It. Welcome to the Hot Girl Summer Edition episode. So I know it's not officially summertime just yet, but here in Phoenix, it already feels like summertime, which I'm not mad about. I definitely prefer the heat over the cold any day or else I wouldn't have moved to the desert. But I saw this trend going around and I wanted to input my two cents on what my Hot Girl Summer is going to consist of in in terms of habits and goals, lifestyle changes that I'm making, and this could definitely be considered a part two to my last podcast episode, which is all about entering your happy, healing, and healthy era. I'm kind of piggybacking on what I talked about in that episode, so if you haven't listened to that one just yet, definitely listen to that one first and then come back to this one. But before we get into this episode, I want to just put out a little disclaimer because I know how the online world can be sometimes. Not saying that you guys are like this, but in the online space overall, I feel like people tend to just take fun, cute trends and turn it into something toxic and not at all what it was intended to be. So before, you know, anyone gets triggered in any way, I just want to emphasize that for me, having or being a hot girl, that girl, being an it girl, whatever, you know, term is going around these days, to me, that all comes down to the same thing, which is all about living your most healthiest, happiest, and well-balanced life, whatever that may look like for you. It's It's about doing what is best for you on your personal growth journey and doing what makes you happy. It's not about, you know, unrealistic expectations or standards, following trends that you personally hate, doing things that aren't authentic to you in any way. I know that, you know, there's a specific aesthetic that tends to fall under these categories. And I I definitely feel like I fall under that aesthetic, but that's because that's what 
I personally like. So even if there wasn't an it girl, that girl, hot girl thing going around, I would still be wearing the things that I'm wearing, doing the things that I'm doing, liking the things that I like because those are things that I genuinely like. And I think sometimes when something falls under a specific aesthetic, you know, people think that they have to like that specific style or those specific things or people think that if you do like an aesthetic that happens to be trendy right now that you're just following the crowd which it can go either way I feel like just as long as you like what you like if what you like happens to be on trend right now then so be it and if what you like is completely quote-unquote off trend then do you like there is no right or wrong way to go about this and I think that as long as you are doing what makes you happy and you feel your personal best and you feel confident in yourself you are that girl period and no one else can tell you otherwise and so I just wanted to remind everyone of that in case anyone feels excluded in any way just know that there is no right or wrong way to be the best version of yourself and again for me being that girl the it girl a hot girl whatever you want to say or call it to me it all comes down to doing what makes me feel good, what makes me happy, what brings me joy in this life, and there's nothing else to it. But I digress. I hope that you love this episode, and if you do, I would so appreciate if you could either leave an iTunes or Spotify review so that more people can discover this podcast, screenshot this episode, post it on your Instagram stories, tag me in it at at Miss Jasmine Shaw. The link to all my socials are always in the show notes if you want to give me a follow and check out my other content that I post. But without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into this episode. Okay, so I have recently set some new goals for myself, created some new habits that I want to implement in my life, and I've also made some lifestyle changes. And all of these things are really to help push me outside of my comfort zone. So before I created these new goals and made these changes, I have been very consistent and on top of my daily habits and my wellness rituals and routines. And I started to feel like I was reaching a plateau and I wasn't being challenged anymore. And for me, I always want to strive to be and do better, but also appreciating where I am, of course. So while I was definitely grateful to have mastered my old habits and was consistently showing up for myself, like doing my morning routine, meditating, journaling, things like that, I knew that it was time to challenge myself a bit by creating new habits for me to work on. So just a tip on your own personal growth journey that if you start to feel kind of stagnant or uninspired with your daily rituals or your habits, maybe that's a sign that you need to step out of your comfort zone a bit, maybe try something new, change things up a bit. That's definitely how I begin to feel once I've kind of mastered the level that I'm at and I know that it's a sign to kind of take it up a notch, so to speak. So the first goal slash habit that I'm currently working on is waking up earlier, specifically around 5.30 a.m. So ever since I began working for myself back in, I believe, March of 2021, I have had the privilege of being able to wake up 
you know, whenever I want to. And typically my body naturally wakes up around 7 to 7.30 a.m. around that time, which is, you know, pretty early. But as of recently, life has gotten a bit busier. There's a little bit more on my plate and I have a lot more to do during the day, business-wise, daily adulting life-wise and just personally and so I started to feel like I was running out of time during the day to do all the things that I needed to do or like there wasn't enough time for the day and I found myself you know waking up later and later doing my morning routine later and then pushing off a lot of my habits and then as a result starting like my work day super late so I decided that I want to challenge myself to wake up earlier and 5 30 felt like a good spot for me the reason why I wanted to wake up earlier was of course so that I could have more time during the day to get things done and you know start my day off on the right foot But aside from that, I also wanted to really test my self-discipline and push myself outside of my comfort zone because for me, it's so easy to just sleep in or wake up whenever I want to because it's not like I have a job that I have to show up to at a specific time or else I'm going to get fired. I don't have kids to take care of. So I have every excuse in the book to wake up late or to wake up whenever I want to. And I think forcing myself to wake up earlier when I don't necessarily have to and there's no one holding me accountable to waking up earlier I think it's a great way to practice my self-discipline and see how consistent I can be with that so another tip that I have for any of you who want to really work on your self-discipline is create a challenge for yourself to do something that you don't have to do but you still do it anyway I think that is the best way to really build that self-discipline muscle and when you can be disciplined with the little things it's so much easier to be disciplined with the bigger things. So the way that I have been setting myself up for success when it comes to hitting this goal has been one, going to sleep earlier and I've been going to sleep about an hour or so earlier, um, which is like around 10.30ish. Sometimes I will sleep till 11, but for me, I need my eight to nine hours of sleep or I cannot function properly. So I have been forcing myself to really unwind earlier and do my evening routine earlier so that I can be asleep by 10.30. And another thing that I've been doing to set me up for success is scheduling a super early a.m. workout class at this new studio that I found, which I'll talk more about in a bit, but I have been scheduling 7 a.m. workout classes and what that does is force me to wake up early so that I can make this workout class because if I don't make it, then I will be charged a late fee and I'm not about to pay a late fee because I was lazy and overslept or whatever the case is. So forcing myself to have to be somewhere at a specific time has been so helpful in getting up earlier. And the more that you force yourself to do something, the easier it will become and the more of a just natural habit it is for you. And that's with anything. So even though this habit hasn't been the easiest for me. I really am loving waking up earlier. It's so nice to feel so productive and accomplished and still have more than half of your day left to do whatever you want to do to get more work done, whatever. So my second goal, which isn't a new one by any means, but I have failed at this in the past and so I'm resetting it for myself for the summer and moving forward and that is to have 
daily mindful movement. I've really been into listening to my body more and what it needs and lately I've really been craving more mindful movements. So like my hot girl walks, Pilates, sculpt, bar, just more intuitive mindful practices and I've I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I have found the cutest fitness studio out here in Phoenix. It is called Desert Movement, where they have a lot of these Pilates sculpt bar-like classes, and it's been so nice to be back in a studio with other people. The aesthetic is everything. I was so in love with my old studio back home, and to have found one out here that surpasses my expectations is just so amazing, and I feel so inspired to show up to my early 7 a.m. workout classes. And just a quick side note, it has nothing to do with this goal, but one of the owners from Desert Movement, she actually is born and raised in the same exact town that I grew up in. And I thought that was so crazy that we both are here in Phoenix and I found her in her studio and we happen to be from the same town. That is just wild to me. It was definitely like a divine synchronicity. So anyways, it's been nice to be back in the studio, be around like-minded women and just, you know, have mindful movement in my daily life. I actually took, um, it's called a mindset movement class at the studio this past Monday. And I would say it's a mix between sculpt and Pilates, but what I really loved about this workout class is that they added meditation in the workout. So we started out the workout very mindfully, and then towards the middle of the workout, we set some affirmations and then towards the end of the class we meditated for a bit so it was a really nice mix of a good workout and mindfulness and so I've really been into mindful movement and just listening to what I need each day so not every day will I want to do the same thing and so I've really been enjoying those classes as well as ending my nights with restorative yoga stretches especially because by the end of the day my back is killing me because I have bad posture sometimes which is something I'm working on but you know 10 minutes of yoga stretches is a nice way to start unwinding for the night and I think what has been different for me this time around as opposed to in the past when I've tried to commit to this habit is honestly a mindset shift and just making it a non-negotiable for me and you know telling myself this isn't something that I have to do it's something that I get to do and that you know I have the privilege of doing because my body can move like that and I can do these classes and things like that so definitely shifting my mindset has helped me so much in showing up for myself and just making it something that is non-negotiable in my daily wellness rituals. Okay, so the third habit that I have been working on that I didn't even realize I was working on has been prioritizing my inner peace. So like I said, I haven't, I didn't even realize that that's what I've been working on or doing, but lately I've been finding myself being less engaging and less reactive to literally everything, whether it's a situation, a person, a comment, like when it comes to my inner peace, I will not engage in anything that is going to disrupt that. Honestly, I'm really proud of myself for that because I am naturally someone who, or maybe not naturally, but because of 
trauma and things like that, I have been a person who overreacts, over worries, over catastrophize as my therapist calls it and just like looks or focuses on the worst in any given situation. And so for me to not do that and focus on what I can control and focusing on my inner peace is a big pat on the back moment for me because that shit is not easy for me. A perfect example of how I've been prioritizing my inner peace, I actually had a situation that happened this morning and let me just tell you, it is only Tuesday but this week has already been a lot, okay? But I'm not complaining. It's all opportunities for me to grow and learn and evolve into the person that I want to be and all of that amazing stuff but it is only Tuesday there has already been quite a bit of challenges to say the least and this morning I woke up to news that this could have easily if I wasn't so focused on you know protecting my inner peace normally I would have had a breakdown I would have flipped out but I didn't do that instead what I did was I got this news and of course I had like a immediate feeling of like irritation and annoyance and fear and whatever but I quickly recognized it and I was like okay let me stop this right here before I make this worse than it actually is and what I did instead was I meditated for five minutes I journaled on how I was feeling I journaled on what I would do instead and how I would navigate the situation I then got myself out of bed I forced myself to work out because that was another thing once I got this news I immediately lost all sense of like motivation and inspiration and this is why self-discipline is more important than motivation because your self-discipline is going to kick in when you're, you don't have any motivation. So I forced myself to change into my workout clothes and still have a workout. And while I was working out, I actually listened to this guided meditation slash pep talk. It's called There is a Solution for Every Problem by Nicole Bayless on the Insight Timer app. And this was exactly what I needed to hear. It was just a reminder to myself that there is a solution for every problem and the challenges that come up in our lives are here to teach us something, make us grow in a way. And I was able to kind of shift my mindset and kind of get back into a neutral energy, frequency, whatever you want to call it. I prayed about it a bit and I just felt instantly better. And by the afternoon, a resolution was found. All is well now. So other ways that I've been prioritizing my peace has been one, not responding to stupid things I see on social media. There is nothing good that can come out of a reaction or reacting to some, you know, to someone. So I have been putting a big pause to anything that I don't agree with or don't like or if someone says something negative towards me or anything like that, just literally not engaging at all. And also letting people do them and not letting it affect me. So whether it's on social media or people, you know, that I know in real life, for instance, if, you know, there is someone who is in a state where they're just constantly complaining and focusing on, you know, everything going wrong in their life and things like that, instead of engaging with them or trying to be the problem solver for them, what I've been doing instead is just meeting them where they're at. So meaning, you know, just being a listening ear, letting them vent and giving them love and grace and not letting 
whether it's their negativity, complaining, whatever it is, affect my spirits. And you know what? It's been so nice to not let other people's problems be your own. I don't have to be the problem solver for everyone. I don't have to be there for everyone all the time. I can give them love and grace from a distance and that doesn't make me a bad person at all. So those are some of the new goals and habits that I have created for myself. I'm really excited to continue getting closer to these goals and getting better at these habits and things like that. Now I want to shift gears just a bit and talk about some lifestyle changes that I have made recently both intentionally and unintentionally. And the first one I'm kind of like nervous to share but I have recently gotten off birth control and it's kind of a weird story disclaimer though I am not trying to get pregnant by any means so please do not wish that on me I got off birth control because in a weird way I feel like the universe told me girl it's time to get off birth control even though I have no intentions of having kids anytime soon or it being like child related I have to share the story so I have to share the story of how this happened and how I've been feeling since being off birth control so I have been on birth control the birth control pill since 2015 and I've been on it consistently since um the first time I got on it I had a different pill I can't remember the name but it was really bad for me it messed me up mentally emotionally I gained so much weight on that pill and I never really lost it since my doctors they switched me to a different type of birth control pill and that's the one that I've been on up until recently that one was pretty good for me I didn't have any weird side effects I was actually running low on my birth control. Um, I tried to get more out here in Arizona and for some reason it just wasn't happening. I made two appointments. Both times my appointments got canceled for no reason. I will just get a refill of my birth control when I go back home to California to visit my family which was last month in May and um, I made an appointment and when I tell you the universe intervened and said, no bitch, it is time to get off your birth control for whatever reasons. So I made my appointment. My appointment was the day that I landed back home in California around 4 p.m. I arrived at my parents' house around like 2-ish and around 3, I went to take a shower. When I got out of the shower, the my doctors had just called me. Like I saw my my phone flash because I had just missed the call. Like that second, the second that I got out of the shower, they had just called me. But then they left me a voicemail and they said, "Hi, it's your doctor. We missed your call, but we'll call you back in a few minutes." They never called me. And so I was trying to rebook my appointment with them. They were booked and busy and I could not get an appointment with them. So I ended up having to book an appointment for a different doctor in a different location in a different city. And um, it was literally the day before I went back home to Phoenix. And so I made sure that I had my notifications on, my alarm on, so that I would not miss this appointment because I needed my birth control. I had no more left and I was about to go home the next day. My appointment was around 4.30. 4.30 rolls around. 
they don't call me. So I give it a few minutes and I call them around 4, 440, 445 because I know that they close at 5 p.m. And so I call them and I say, hey, I have a phone appointment for my birth control order. No one has called me. It's 445 and I know you guys close at 5 and the lady puts me on hold. She comes back and she says, um, just stay by your phone. Someone will call you within the next few minutes. And I was like, okay, few minutes go by and nobody calls me. And I'm just waiting and I'm waiting and I'm like, okay, I don't want to be annoying because I just called and they said that someone would call me within a few minutes. No one ever called me and by this time it's like past five and so I try calling them again just to make sure no one's there and of course nobody answered and so I'm freaking out because I have no more birth control I can't get the birth control here in Arizona for whatever reason I'm like what am I supposed to do after a little mini freak out moment I was just like you know what maybe this is a sign from the universe telling me it's time to get off birth control it was just really weird to think think that I would no longer be on birth control because I have been on birth control since I was literally like 19 years old and I haven't known myself or my body without birth control and so I was kind of afraid of what the symptoms might be or you know how I would react to being off birth control and things like that. I think that's what I was most afraid of not necessarily getting pregnant because of course there's like you know there's other methods of being safe and things like that but I was just more afraid of how I would mentally and emotionally react and so this is how I've been feeling since being off birth control and who knows this may change in a few months because I know it takes some time for your body and your hormones to kind of level out and get you know everything out of your system but I think the first few weeks that I stopped taking my birth control I was a little bit more moody and lethargic and kind of up and down not super extreme but I did notice that like for a week every day for a week I was very moody about something like something would trigger me something would upset me and you know after that week passed I realized how moody I was and I was like it's probably because I'm getting off the birth control honestly I think it was a combination of getting off the birth control as well as personal things going on in my life at the same time that probably made me more moody and emotional but for the most part now I'm I feel leveled. I have never felt as mentally clear than I do now or as in tune with like my mind, my body, and soul. And this is not me speaking from like a scientific perspective at all. This is just me speaking from personal experience. I really feel like being on birth control in a way almost blocked being able to connect with my mind, my body, and soul on a deeper level. I don't know what it was. I could not tell you what it was, but all I know is that ever since being off birth control, I feel way, way more in tune with myself and I feel more in tune with my intuition, my thoughts, my body, listening to what it needs and everything. And it's just it's just so crazy how clear I feel now compared to when I was on birth control. And so that's been a huge life change that I've made and just 
a side note, I am not encouraging or telling anyone to get off your birth control or whatever it is that you do. You do what's right for your body. I am not a doctor. I am not anyone have any form of education when it comes to this topic. This is just something that happened to me that I couldn't control or, you know, fix. And so I just decided, okay, since I can't for some reason get access to my birth control, I'm just going to get off it for now. And who knows, maybe the next time I go back home, I will try to get birth control again. I probably won't, but it's just like a weird divine intervention thing that happened to me and I just kind of rolled with it. And now I'm kind of learning to figure out who I am, my body and things like that without birth control. So the second lifestyle change that I've made, which I think getting off birth control has also made this a lot easier, is intuitive and mindful eating. So I have always been someone who has struggled with when it comes to food and my mindset around food and, you know, eating healthy. I always thought it's too hard, it's too complicated, that being healthy requires a lot of sacrifice and eating foods I don't like and things like that. And I just want to say that for me, intuitive and mindful eating is not about a diet. It's not about sacrificing the foods that I like to eat or making things really complicated. For me, it's all about balance, moderation, finding simple ways to make my comfort meals healthier, whether it's adding more veggies or having less portions and also eating until I am satisfied, not stuffed. And of course, um, eating more mindfully and just listening to my body and what it's craving or when it's full or when it's dehydrated and things like that. So what I've been loving doing so far with this lifestyle change is finding super simple healthy meals to try out and in order for me not to overwhelm myself by trying to do this whole lifestyle change where I eat 100% clean and healthy what I've been doing instead is adding one or two really healthy recipes a week into my normal cooking schedule and finding of course simple recipes to follow as well and I think that just makes things more manageable more doable and realistic so my latest healthy recipe that I have found which if you follow me on Instagram then you've already seen it it is my go-to summer salad and it's this tuna salad mixed with a bunch of veggies from corn tomato onion bell pepper cucumber and spinach and avocado with lemon juice and I found this recipe from Annie Jeffrey on YouTube, which if you are ever looking for simple, healthy meal inspiration, she is a great resource for that. She has a lot of recipe ideas and things like that, and she's very much intuitive, mindful eating based as well. So if you're interested in learning about that, I highly recommend checking her out. Um, so yeah, just finding simple meals like that, slowly incorporating them into my recipes that I make throughout the week, and just making small tangible changes daily has been so helpful in eating more intuitively and mindfully and again for me what's been the biggest help is simply changing my mindset around what it means to be healthy and listening to my body more. So the last lifestyle change that I've made which some of you may not resonate with as much but 
I have decided to lean more into becoming a student again versus being a teacher or mentor. So what I mean by this is I feel like I have been in this mentor slash life coaching role for a while now and you know my job primarily was to guide and help people but now that I've kind of stepped away from coaching people and mentoring and things like that I'm just in this energy of wanting to learn and grow as much as I possibly can so for example one of the things that I'm so interested in learning right now is how to run the business side of things as a content creator and influencer so when I made this pivot from coaching to focus more on content creation I thought oh this is going to be easy peasy I already run my own coaching business I've been successful at it like it's nothing new to me but what I've quickly realized is that running a content creator slash influencing business is a little bit different than a coaching business and don't get me wrong there are some similarities and things like that but there are definitely a bunch of new techniques and things that I've never had to do in my coaching business that I'm having to learn now and so I'm really just invested in learning as much as I can on how to properly run a successful influencing business. On top of that I'm really interested in learning how to just live a healthier more intuitive lifestyle. Another thing that I've really been into learning is relearning old concepts and kind of going back to the basic principles that I used to be obsessed with when I first began my personal growth journey as well as my podcast in the beginning of my podcast and you know on my personal growth journey I used to really talk a lot about law of attraction the power of our mindsets how our energy and our frequency attracts you know the things that we have in our lives and things like that it's been so nice to kind of go back to where it all started and reread old books and listen to podcasts that you know talk about these topics and yes it's all information I already know but I think sometimes it's nice and it's necessary to refresh yourself with the basic core principles and things that really built your foundation and all of that so I have been loving relearning and being re-inspired by manifestation law of attraction energy how our thoughts create our reality and things like that so I've really been into that and also with this lifestyle change of being a student rather than like a mentor it's been so liberating and so much less pressure I feel like I don't have to be perfect anymore like I don't have to have all the answers all the time or have it all together like I'm allowed to not know what I'm doing or make a mistake or not have all the answers and it feels really good to be in this role and take on a student mindset versus a teacher or mentor. All right, my loves. Well, these are some of my goals and plans for my hot girl summer. Obviously, this doesn't include like my summer plans on the fun side of my life, like traveling and events and things like that. This is more so like my goals and my mindset and things that I'm working on. Maybe I'll create another episode where I talk about like summer plans and things like that, but I really wanted to share these new habits and goals that I've been working on recently and some of these lifestyle changes that I've made because they're pretty big 
but I hope that you found some inspiration with this episode. I would love to hear what your hot girl summer is looking like and what you're working on. If you feel called to share, feel free to DM me so we can chat about it on Instagram. I love to, you know, continue the conversation after our episode ends. But again, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you you already know what to do. And as always, until next time, remember to just glow with it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.